Hey guys, I'm here with Eloise Ftos. Ftos? Yeah, that's right, babe. Like Fpos without the P. Oh, like Fpos without the P. You know, I had a, I have a joke. My first opening joke. I'll tell you it later. Uh, you can but, tell me now. I'll tell you now. Sorry, I'm trying to like do you do the intro. I'm already interrupting. Like, Thanks, Abby. I'll take it from here. Like, <laughs> well, okay. So Eloise and I literally, I'm obsessed with, I'm obsessed with her content. Like, I knew my nipples are getting hard thinking about it because it brings me so much joy. Oh, babe, thank you. Yeah. It actually brings me pure joy. You have no idea. And I was posting about it the other week, and I was literally going to sleep. Like. We'll put links in the show notes, but also oh, if you follow you. me, you've seen it on my stories of me going, this is my therapy, like this is my pure joy. And I was talking to Eloise and she's so funny. Then I was like, do you want to come on the podcast? But I wasn't really sure like what about. I was just like, I want to talk to her. <laughs> yeah, babe, let's just chat. Let's just be best friends over, obviously in a lockdown on a podcast is the only way to do it. You know what I mean? I mean, babe, I found an excuse, bestie vibes only. Honestly. Also, I didn't realise you were having a shampoo oh. hole. I got <laughs> I can't believe I'm... It's a Friday afternoon. It is a Friday afternoon. Can you get a wine? You know what? I'll send a request. One of the boys should bring it up. I mean, what are they doing? What? Work? <laughs> Grow up. Okay. Grow up, boys. They don't have real jobs. No kidding. Um, Neither do we. Our house... <laughs> yeah, true. Let's be honest. My job, I'm like, um, yeah, I do. Like, making silly content. Your mic is in a Kleenex box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Marty was like, are they going to see it? I went, No. <laughs> And then now I can see that you guys can see it. And I love it. I actually love it. It makes me look probably more professional than you, Joel. Sorry. No, down to <laughs> earth. I thought it was more like relatable content. Oh, that's, you know what? I have to because we're going to get into this. But when you're hot and funny, people are really intimidated and you almost need to show them that you're human. So, yes, I sneeze. I sneeze. I blow my nose, all of that. Yeah, you know. weak in the immune system. You know, I am, mm. I am woman and I am yes. relatable. <laughs> And here I am. And hear me roar. Hear me roar. Just oh, also, Eloise is a comedian. Before, we- <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, who who's the who the hell is this girl? Everyone's gonna go. Who the fuck is she talking to? I'm a, yeah, an actor and a stand up comedian. I sing and dance as well, but because my last name's F Toss, which is I tell people when I'm trying to spell it or get them to pronounce it properly, I say it's F Toss without the P. And I used to make this opening joke where I would say, you know, guys make dirty jokes like, oh, can I stick my card in your slot? And I'm like, no, you seem like more of a tap and go kind of guy. That joke wouldn't work in America because they don't have pay pass. Just yeah, sorry, of- <laughs> that joke, I had to cut that from the set because obviously I'm going to Hollywood any minute. Yeah, and you were like, it's not going to work with the US. You know, they're not going to get it. It's a shame. That one's not really, that one's Australian only. Homegrown hero. Homegrown hero, Joel. Um, <laughs> but that's all I had to tell you. I love how I'm like, and that was um, what I had to tell you before. Anyway, so I don't even know, like, I not that I don't know why you're on, but it's more like we have guests. I, mean, I don't even know why you're here. Let's hang up. Like, honestly, get me off. No kidding. No, because no. I have like random moments where I'll text Elise and be like, I want this person on the show. And it's like, sometimes I'll ignore her. I'll go, that's a great idea, babe. And just put it in my Abby suggested and I'll like never remind her about it. Well, I forget. That's the funniest thing. I kind of need someone in my life to do that for me when I'm like, I'm going to make a video like this. And someone goes, okay. Yeah. And I just text Elise and I go, it's 11 o'clock on a Saturday. I'm so sorry. Because in lockdown, all I'm doing is sitting there thinking about like, you know, my crumbling career and like oh babe it's not crumbling honestly we're thriving you and I we're thriving but then yeah Elise has to we don't veto you just you just let because if I don't ask you again then obviously it wasn't that important to me I know yeah I'm like I'm flagging this in the wait for Abby to remind me one more time and then Mm -hmm. I know she's serious about it box Mm. she was serious about you Eloise Eftoffs she was serious. serious 
I'm serious about you. Oh my god, I want us to be best friends. I want to be like part of your friendship group. Can I be part of your friendship? Like me with Matt, with Matt and Matt, Nat and Marty. Nat and Marty. It's all right. You mesh the names together, babe. That's their couple name, Matt or Nardi. <laughs> No, but honestly, you can, babe. I've already cast you as the fifth mum in the um, Mandy Mother's Meeting video, so don't worry. We've, you're already part of the friendship group. We all love you. Okay, my nipples are so hard. So we have to explain, Mandy. So what it was was your video that went viral, and it was you talking about the boys at St. Joseph. Joey's, yes, Joey's. the Joey's boys, yeah. <laughs> and people were like, and I'm not from Sydney, so people were like, that's not like what they call it. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, anyway. <laughs> and as people being like, actually, the mums from South Africa wouldn't send their kids to Joseph's to be, to be schooled by Protestants. I was like, it's literally a comedy video. No one's, okay, I'm not doing research for a two-minute comedy video, doll. It's just me trying to make a point that these privileged people got vaccinated before people that should have been vaccinated. And I love to make silly videos about events. Like it it actually just started happening, I think, because of lockdown last year. The first one that I made that was actually about like a news story was actually the Melbourne quarantine story about the hotel. When they fucked. Yeah, it's me doing a POV video and I'm the oh, sick COVID. Well, no, you I'll show it's there is a moment where it's me on top of you and I'm got I'm coughing in your face and sneezing. <laughs> and you're the you're the security guard walking in. Lucky me. I know. So you'll get that. There's that one. Then I made one that went really viral and that was about the AFL not paying the dancers for the grand final. What happened? They weren't going to pay the dancers that were performing at the grand final. And I think as a dancer, I just got, and as an artist, I was like, fuck this. Like, that's absolute bullshit. Like, especially during COVID. The AFL players are on like 500 grand a year each at least. Exactly. Like, and they're like, oh, dancers. Ugh. It's like, please. I mean, instead of getting angry, I got even. And um, I just decided <laughs> to make a video and it went and it went off. I was like, what the hell? And um, then with this one, I don't know why I was like, I just want to make a video about the St. Joseph's College vaccination, you know, scandal. And I just went, you know what? It's going to be a mum. I was firstly, I tried to do the receptionist at St. Joseph's. And what was that? Can you give me a little bit of that? She was like, "Hello, welcome to St. Joseph's College. How are you?" Um, yes, I'm just talking to the principal. He would like to order uh 172 vaccines. Is that okay? <laughs> Thank you. Like it was sort of like that. Using my acting skills, my voice skills. Using your assets, you know, using using all of her talents. All the wigs I've got in my costume box. And, um, yeah, and then I put on this wig to be a mum and I was like, that's it. I can't it's, – it's not working. And I put on the mum wig, the blonde wig, which is actually when I dressed up as Michelle Pfeiffer in Scarface for Halloween. That's why I have that wig. Nice, nice. I love it. <laughs> and- I love it. I just started doing this mum and I don't know why. Maybe it's because at the school I went to back in Perth, there were so many South African mums and I was like, well, they've got to have South African mums at St. Joseph's. It's a private. Wrong. Wrong. Apparently Apparently I'm wrong. 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 Do your research. Look at the demographics, please. Can I just be, honestly, Abby, the funniest part is, you know what this is like, the trolls that come out, like they really nitpick. Like I had someone message me on Twitter saying, "Um, actually, kindy is when Aaron started high school. They don't do their intake till year seven. And I went, oh, my God, shut the fuck. People, (laughs) I saw someone comment uh, because Mandy always has a gin and tonic. Yeah, with vodka. Sorry, it is a vodka. 
It's a, a lot of vodka. It's actually gin tonic with a lot of vodka. That's what she. So she's in South African, yeah, with the South African accent, of course. And and someone commented, being like, "Can you please at least put some cranberry juice in there?" So that all they DM'd you, so that it looks like red wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Use your imagination, doll. I'm. Sp- and then they go, "At least put a lime in it." I go, "Do you know how much they are at the shops, doll? I'm not making millions right now. I'm locked down." <laughs> I'm like, pay me and I'll buy 50 limes and I'll use them every time I do it. But also too many calories. Babe, you think I'm going to put on calories doing content? I don't think so, Joel. I'm a retro sweat instructor, okay? (laughs) (laughs) What am I supposed to do? So, okay. (laughs) So people are wild. People are fucking nuts. Then you became Mandy and I honestly, Mm. Elise, have you watched these? I have. I feel like we should very quickly explain the premise and the background for this video for anyone who hasn't seen it. Mm. So there was a bunch of Joey's boys who received the Pfizer vaccine and they weren't supposed to. They were supposed to. Lucky they them. Said, yeah, l- lucky, lucky bastards. Boys. The official line was it was supposed to go to Indigenous students and it ended up just being all of year 11 and 12, I think. Yeah, I think all of year 12. And so then Eloise's video is basically just a fuck you to this entire situation, impersonating a mother of one of these boys... <laughs> And her reasoning for her son getting the vaccination and my favourite line from the whole thing is you going, he showed me the form and it said he is ingenious. It said it said it was supposed to be for the Indigenous boys, but I thought it said ingenious. <laughs> and he is ingenious, my son Aaron. He is yeah. Aaron is. <laughs> and also I have to say this because I'll never be forgiven. That line I did not realise subconsciously was a line that my dad wrote. And I didn't realise, like, you know when someone says something to you and it's just in your head? Yeah. I forgot. And when my dad saw it, he texted me the next day after it went viral and was like, you're using my material. And I was like, oh, my God. Sorry, Don. Sorry. Credit to Don Eftos. What does Don do for work? He's in real estate. He's a valuer. (laughs) But he would use it with his clients. Yeah, he thinks he's really funny. Um, Mm. The reason he brought it up was because – he actually sent me an actor that was in the West Australian in Perth in the newspaper and he was like, do you know this guy? And I was like, no, um, he did Indigenous theatre though, so he might know my friend John because he's also Indigenous. And my dad goes, yes, he is ingenious. And I didn't laugh at it at the time. I went, oh, whatever, okay, ha, 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 very funny, Dad. And then I used it. Un- unintentionally I used it. Unintentionally. <laughs> oh, my God, Don, isn't it cl- – thank you so much, Don, because that I commented that I was pissing myself. I had no oh, idea who you were. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, someone, I think, maybe you put on your story. Someone put on their I think I put it on my story. So we can thank Elise for this beautiful new best thank friendship. Thank you, Elise. Because we actually met, but it wasn't a proper meeting. We didn't actually get to meet properly, but it was Joel Creasy's after party after the end more. But I wish I was on your level, babe, because you were having the best night. We only met in the street, though, and you were like, we had a little moment, and then I, I was leaving, though. Do we kiss? I wish, but we didn't kiss. We just sort of went, hey, and you were going to, like, the after-after party, but I had to go home because I'd work. At that point, I was the drunkest person <laughs> on planet Earth. I cause, Because, you know what, I was with my friend. Oh, isn't this beautiful, the days where you could go places? So we were at his show at the MO. It was so much fun, and then I went to the after-party with Joel and everyone. There was obvious people from Nova there. There were, like, other people that I knew from, like, Kiss and like radio stations, like it was a very fun. It was basically like the girls, the gays, 
And then the guy that I, the one straight man that I brought with me, so it was very fun. Yes. And, the, and my friend, who was who Matt, who I brought with me, was like kind of nervous to be around. Not nervous. He's like great, but he was just like trying to be useful as the one like straight white man mm. in the room. So he was getting he's out like, to don't talk. look bad, you know, yeah. don't look. Narelle Jacobs was there. Like you know, I was trying to impress Narelda. I was with Narelda, and I was like, I'm trying to be cool. Courtney Act was there. Courtney Act was there. Eloise Eftos like, was there. I mean, Eloise. Honestly, it was like Mandy was. There. There and like you Mandy know, was there. Aaron was there. He was working behind the bar. He got up behind the bar. He was bringing us like me two margaritas at a time because he didn't want to line up. So I was I was drinking just margaritas all night, like just. Oh, so was I. I was I, I didn't have that many though because I was like f- starting to feel it and I was going I've got to jump around the next like for work the next day. I was like I got to stop, which I'm waiting for you to do it. I need you to come and do retro sweat okay. with me live when we're allowed to out of lockdown. You're gonna love it. Oh my god, babe, I will 100. percent Um. Anyway, so that's how we met, but I can't recall any of this. No, please, it's I'm not offended. I understand. <sighs> I'm an ass. No, you're not. No, I am. Well, can I be honest? That's us. That's our lives. That's our brands going, I'm actually not. (laughs) I'm really relatable. I'm just a kooky girl. I'm just a kooky girl who can't, you know, I have a crazy life too. (laughs) It's not my fault that I'm hot and funny and smart. I was just born like that. (laughs) So Mandy, so Mandy is like my Lord and Savior. And I've said to Eloise, I mean, again, fucking copyright, copyright, copyright. I'm like, you need to make like a Chris Lee-esque show because Chris Lee is cancelled. So we need an unproblematic moment that I can fucking be obsessed with. I need this, like, and it needs to be called Mother's Meetings or whatever. It needs, it's so fucking funny. It's four of you on Thank Zoom. Thank you. Yeah, so that was the third instalment video. So we had the second video is me with my, one of my best friends, Ryan Morgan, playing my son, Aaron. And he got the Joey's blazer and tie from a family friend. I was in tears. Mommy is like, <laughs> mommy, mommy, no, I'm going to play rugby. I, honestly, and he's upset about the video because she, it's as if Mandy's accidentally, you know, posted drunk when she's on um, live with her, to her fans. You've gone viral, mommy. You've gone viral. Viral, viral with your blogs, mommy. It's so silly. And then, then we did the mother's meeting and I got like my three best friends who were such talented actors and comedians, Laura McDonald, Ruby Tees and Natalie Caro. And oh my God, all the mums, like we had a meeting before, like, what's your kids names and like what do you do for work and it was honestly so much fun it was the best way to spend lockdown <laughs> honestly you know you, if you haven't watched it please just honestly pause this content i will this is the only time i ever said this pause this and go and watch it ruby being saying that peter dutton can get saying there's this one point where ruby's does like a sports mum called janine and i have never laughed i literally you can see me corpsing there's a blooper reel as well i'm already corpsing in the actual video anyway you're like and you can see you like pursing your lips going, mm-hmm, yes, yes, absolutely. Janine, oh, you're good, Janine. Oh, God, so you're good, good. Janine. <laughs> anyway, so I thought this was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. I literally, I'm not kidding. When I'm anxious, I put on Mandy. Like, I actually. Oh, my God, bless you. I need more content, bitch. I need oh, more fucking I content. I promise she's coming. I've been doing a few <laughs> other characters because I feel like I've got to keep people hungry, you know. I brought back British bookworm Shy Girl. She's a male fantasy. She's really into books and she's really shy. Can you explain that? Because I th- I think this is what made me be like come on the podcast and when we were, when we were DMing. Oh yeah, totally. So I mean, you know what it's like, babe, when you're like a confident woman. I mean, I've been single for six years. Obviously, been dating guys and stuff. But you know, when you're like, oh, I haven't had like a, a someone's good enough or whatever. And I always found it really funny when people would tell me I'm intimidating, and I don't know why. I got these new glasses from Bailey Nelson. 
And when I put them on, I was just like, why do I feel like I'm in a rom-com and I'm like this Mm. little British like bookworm who an Aussie guy meets, you know, in a library Mm -hmm. or a bookshop and she sort of is – really really shy but really endearing and she sort of talks like this she's like hello um it's so nice to meet you um sorry are you grabbing that book like she's scared to speak she's scared to be heard she's scared to be heard she's scared to say she's like so she's almost like virginal she's a male fantasy really so she sort of says things like oh I I love your accent that's so sexy you know like it's sort of like this stupid trope she's like I don't know that I'm pretty I've what do you mean you think I'm beautiful do you really think that like it's so it's basically this male fantasy of this girl who's like so unsure of herself and she just needs someone to like give her a kiss and you know they've got to show a bit of intelligence because she's so smart like she reads like Anna Karenina and all that kind of stuff like it's so silly yeah and she's smarter than them but she would never let it be known. No, she'd never let them know. No, she'd be like, that's okay. <laughs> but there's so many other, like there's another male fantasy one that I play called Kitty D and she's like an LA bartender. She's like, yeah, dude, like, you know, you guys want to do like shots at the back? You guys want to do body shots like off my body? Like she's like one of those. Like, I want to fuck Kitty D. I'm not going to lie. She's fucking hot. Yeah, everyone loves Kitty D. She's got lots of tats, a nose ring. I, I feel like it's, that's the thing. She's sort of got that energy, you know, she's definitely bi. Like, oh, for sure bi. For sure. And she's very much like, I don't like really like hanging with girls. Like there's so much drama, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another male fantasy of hating other women. Yeah, you can't stand women. Totally, totally. Hopefully you'll get to see my stand-up live one day. Hopefully we're out of this lockdown soon. But, yeah. So, anyway, there's all these characters and I feel like it's it's sort of just to show the contrast and also from my persona with my stand-up, it really – it stresses people out sometimes, Abby, and I feel like... That it, you're hot? Well, that is what's funny to me is that people... It's one thing to be hot, but to tell people that you know that, oh... They can't stand it. They can't stand it. I know you can relate, doll. Oh, I know. But, like, the thing is as well, like, this was a huge thing on The Bachelor that I would always, like, talk about is is Chelsea was seen as less intimidating because everyone was like, and she's so smart and and pretty and she has no idea that she's hot. Like, Chelsea's gorgeous and great, but, like, why are we saying that as a positive thing? Like, she's deeply insecure. She's deeply insecure and has no idea of her worth. It's like, that's what we've been told as women to be, what, a whole lives so that we don't think that we're good enough therefore we settle for sh- absolute shit like I'm not I'm not doing that I'm not doing that I'm not anymore wasting my fucking life sitting around being like I'm ugly and gross and I hate myself and I'm dumb and I'm sh- I mean like I have enough of that deep self-loathing that I go through in therapy I'm not gonna have me thinking I'm ugly but no that's the thing it's like we all have those moments, Abby. That's the thing is it's like we definitely have those moments. I think that's why when I play my persona on stage, I call myself Australia's first attractive comedian. That already pisses people off. I got told by a lot of people that I was anti-feminist and that it was like offensive to female comedians. I was like, I never said female. I just said comedian. Oh, very true. It's an association that because you're a woman, your looks are directly aligned with your value and your ability to be a comedian. You never said you were a female comedian. I mean, Husey is shaking, but like. Exactly. Husey is shaking. Husey. Joel Creasy. I mean, poor Joel. (laughs) Directly coming for Joel's throat. But Joel wouldn't have to qualify himself as being attractive, would he? It wouldn't even be, it's not even a thing that's spoken about. Joel is very attractive. Joel's rig. Joel's rig. I'm going, hello? The f- cover of Men's Health. I'm I like, know. oh, I'll have, I'll have a few copies of that. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though, Abby? It's like I really find it wild that 
especially for me, I'm called like the villain even when I go up on stage. And I actually make jokes where I sort of do, you know, challenge challenge that and sort of talk to people in the crowd and be like, I would never talk to you and stuff like that because I'm almost like taking the piss and being as if it's like the popular girl in high school doing stand-up, but mm. it's a very feminist act because all the stuff I'm saying is feminist, but people want to interpret it as if – like I've had women when I walk out on stage, Abby, like already men – are horrible, which will obviously I've got some horror stories when it comes to being on stage and the DMs, which I know you've already had to deal with yourself. But it's the fact that like you even get women, you'll walk out on stage and they'll, they'll put their hands on their husband's legs as if like I'm actually she's prancing out to jump into the audience, like get the dicks out, like mouth open, like oh god, and you kind of even like I. I don't love wearing bras. So when people can see my nipples, I ended up started making jokes about it. But yeah, it's just, it's funny how even me talking about it, I sort of say, I know you guys are looking. That That's all on, all the content is on my Instagram. So but it's interesting that people, that these women in the audiences, they're obviously just intimidated and insecure, but they think that because you're hot and you know it, that equals you hitting on their weird husbands. Like... Like, yeah, I'm dying to fuck a guy in the audience of my stand-up show. Like, that's all I've come backstage, like, on date night. You, the random guy who's probably an accountant, please come backstage. It's like, I think that's also that thing. I've written some jokes about it, this whole idea that the other woman is the bad one. I've written a joke about the song Jolene and how Dolly Parton sings in that song, you know, please don't take my man. It's like, I don't want him. I don't want him. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, busy, babe. He's trash, doll. He's trash. He's literally telling you that he like that he thinks I'm hot. Like, please. Like, if that's really what you're worried about, it's like, if he's looking at me and talking about me in his sleep, leave him. Yeah. If you're with someone, if you're with, <laughs> if you're with someone that makes you want to protect your husband or boyfriend or your partner, whatever, from just their looks and just their presence in a room, probably shouldn't be with that person or you should go to therapy. Like If they're making you feel insecure as well, that's the thing that I find is, as well as it's like these men that will talk. Like literally the song Jolene, Dolly Parton was like, yeah, my um husband had a crush on the bank teller and like went home and told her. And I was like, and that's what inspired that song. It's like, that's a shitty move. Like, I mean, sure, we everybody's attractive, blah, blah, blah. You can find people and attractive. And you can talk but- about it. The fact that it, it, it wrote Jolene, which is the most depressing song. I mean, be- I mean, I'm happy for it. Thank you, Dolly Parton's husband. Great karaoke song. You know, the key change at the end. I mean, it is it is interesting that you get blamed for that. Like, you're the home. As though you existing in your own body, how you look, but also being funny, having personality is like, whoa, this woman has two things. And also you have to be smart to be funny. But also, it's a it's a comedy persona too. So hmm. it's like Eloise wearing thigh high boots for stand up is so fucking funny. It's hot, it's, and you look hot. And also, why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't you wear a mini dress and thigh high boots for stand up? Exactly, Abby. I'm sick of being told because a lot of female comedians I know have literally said to me or been told. Like I've, I've had female comics say to me, "I wish I could wear what you wear on stage," and I'm like, "But you can." Like it's post me too. I love not wearing a bra backstage. If the guys can't look at me, they're like looking like this. Like, hi, nice to meet you. Good. I hope you're fucking scared. You should be fucking scared. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm friends with some of these guys, but some of the, like, the, this is, I'm sorry, but post, I know people are like, oh, me too. Like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, but we need to look at it from this perspective of like, this is our chance to take control. Mm-hmm. I'll wear whatever I want. I'll say whatever I want on stage. And what I'm doing is 10 times harder than the people that are doing self-deprecating humor because I'm trying not to do that at all. And I know deep down, I wish I was as confident as my persona in real life. God, I wasn't the popular girl in high school. I was bullied badly in, throughout you? high school. And yeah, and I was never 
that person that I see on stage, but I see that girl on stage and I'm like, as in when I'm playing that persona, I'm like, God, I want to be like that. I want to have that confidence. And I think we all should aspire to have that confidence and not, I don't know, like sort of dumb ourselves down. Like my character used to be a bit dumb because... It's funny to be dumb and hot, which which is which is a commentary in itself, but it's even better to be smart and funny and hot and be like, yeah, I know it and you're yeah, upset right. about like, it. And have it all. And that's what I think is so important. It's like I don't think it's, it's fair for women to almost like, I don't know, we're constantly in competition with each other and this whole thing of like, oh, I've had a female comedian tell me as well that she was told don't look too hot on stage because the women in the crowd were trying to think you're, fu- you're, you're trying to fuck their husbands and I was oh, like please it's like when you're a waiter you're a waiter or you work in hospo and the wives or girlfriends always are like you like you will talk to ask the husband for their order and be nice to them because they want a fucking tip and they're like very rude to you very cold they can't handle it. it's like me I don't want your weird husband I don't want I don't want John who runs the who's the office manager exactly I don't want Gary Gary who works at Deloitte's in the mailroom I'm fine doll Do you know I'm what I mean? fine babe like it's okay like and if I wanted him like it's concerning that you think that I could get him just by existing in this room and being funny that's honestly so flattering but also please check yourself and have some self-respect that's what I think I really want women to take away from seeing my act is that it's like I'm doing this like there's a lot in my act I went when you know if people see some of the clips that I have um you know on my Instagram and stuff like it's a feminist act I talk about how you know I can wear whatever I want and I can you know we can all wear whatever we want and we shouldn't be I don't know, like judged for that or, you know. I think it's interesting that as well, I think as women we're socialised to see if another woman is, if a woman has something that we feel that we're lacking, we're mad at her, we're not We're not either mad at society or we're not trying to better ourselves, not that we need to better ourselves at all, but do you know what I mean? It's like I think I'm, because I went to an all-girls school and I have very feminist friends and I'm sure you're the same where it's like if my friends succeed at something or look really fucking hot or like meet a new great partner or anything great I'm so happy for them and it's almost like without sounding like a dickhead it's like inspiring it's like fuck yeah bitch but fuck I know yeah. exactly what you mean it's like that's what we need to be like we we actually had to I think as well because we're around the same age I feel like we've had to actually grow to be this way because we were told for so long to I think also I copped so much when I did get into my like my you know a bit more confident a bit hotter finished high school you know felt a bit hotter yeah you mm. know all of that <laughs> Can we pause on that? I don't know if you did get hotter. I feel well, not that I knew before. I, mean, I don't know if you did. No, no, no. I think you're, you're like, ugly babe, still. back in the day. I think you're ugly still. I don't know if we have. No, no. But do you know what I mean? It's like I think maybe you just probably became an adult woman, and you're like, actually, I think I'm like more attractive because I'm more confident in myself. It's something to do with how I look. I look probably similar. That, that's the thing. You almost. I look back now, and I'm like, why was I so? But you know what I mean. Like you actually do look back, and you think those things. And also, I think about how I was treated by other women, and how I treated other women, and I started to be like. Oh God, is my confidence and how loud I am when I go out and stuff. I was like, am I going to get glassed when I go out? And I was like, I feel like we've, especially when you're a confident woman as well, Abby, like, it's like they painted you out to be a villain on The Bachelor for that. And it's sort of just like like that, isn't it, Eloise? (laughs) You're not a villain, doll. You're just hot and smart and you know what you want. And that's what I think is like, there's moments where I still need to check myself and be like, you know what, you know, you do know what you want. But we've just been conditioned to be this way as women and I think we all have to be really, really conscious to change it and I think we will. And we're slowly, slowly getting there, especially if we call out our friends when they do it as well. Yeah, being self-deprecating as well constantly. And and I think as well when you were saying before, like you've been single for six six years, you said, right? 
Like, I know, this is the thing, I know there's nothing that I really am lacking if we look at paper. I'm like, I'm hot, I'm smart, I'm funny, I'm successful, blah, blah, blah. but then I'm like, but then I don't have a uh, a partner, so I feel like I am lacking, lacking in something and That's I'm in therapy. That's how I feel sometimes too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Babe, but what, the amount of times this lockdown, I'm like, oh, God, I'm the only single one in my house. Like, you know, and it kind of makes you, you do feel like, especially because as women we've been told like, oh, Quick, time's running out. Where's your guy? TikTok. Also, that whole trope of like, what's wrong with you because you're single? And I think that's so unfair, especially as women. Whereas men, you know? men get like, oh my god, he's still single. Fuck. Oh my god, amazing. Why has someone nabbed him up? Whereas women get like, oh, what's wrong with her? Is she crazy? She must be crazy. And the thing is, we probably are crazy. And you know what? I I hope I am crazy because at the same time, I'm like, I know I'm not crazy, crazy. But at the same time, if that's what's stopping guys from dating me, I don't want to fucking date those guys. Like, you know what I mean? The intimidating, intimidating Instagram. Like, who the fuck is actually looking at that and being like, that must be who you are and that's all you are? Like, fuck. I've had had multiple men that I've dated being like, I've had one guy be like, I'm so glad that I got to know you, like, beyond your Instagram. Like, we, we didn't meet, like, on Instagram. Instagram like we were friends and he's like because I never because I never would have known like how sweet you are and I'm like why would you have not known that like why would you have thought like also I'm not mean on my Instagram I just talk about politics like but literally do you know what's funny Abby is I get the same thing on stage after I do my stand-up I've had guys come up to me who actually it's almost like they get aggressive about it they'll be like oh yeah so this one guy came up to me and was like so you really like that on stage? I get this question a lot. Are you really like that? Because it's a persona. And I sort of, I remember I replied once, wouldn't you like to know? Like, oh, you have to like take me out for dinner first. And he's like, no, are you like that or not? Like got really like aggressive about it. And I was just going, why does it matter? Why does it matter if I was like that or not? Because I'm sorry, like. But they're searching for that. Yeah, exactly. They're searching for that demure, insecure girl. This is the thing, like like him being like, I would never have known how sweet and caring and considerate you are. It's it's like, how can you think they don't exist in the same person? How can you think? I don't, we I, are multifaceted, babe, you know? Yeah, like I'm a fucking human. I care about my friends and my fucking family and people that I date. Why do you think that that can't exist with having an opinion? Like why is that mutually exclusive? You fucking fuck. It's, and you know what? It stresses me out because I think as an actor as well, I'm like, God, what if I get cast in a role and I get hate mail because people are stupid? It's happened to my friend Laura who's on Home and Away. People think that she is the character and she's living that life. I'm going, okay. Like people think that from my stand-up, I'm going, okay, guys, it's a comedy act. You're at a comedy show. I've had hecklers that are so bad that have actually bullied me after because they were calling me like a slag on stage and really didn't get my act. And it's like, I'm playing a persona. But also, sorry, you aren't intelligent enough to understand what a bit is and what an act is. Sorry that you call slag. That The whole point of this act is to make fun of people that like you that think I'm a slag. Exactly. That's the whole point is to poke fun at this societal issue, you dumb motherfucker. They just don't get it. They don't get it. And Abby, you do. You haven't even seen it yet and you get it. Like that's what's wild is it's like I feel like, well, you've seen a real doll and she's like, I know what, I've written a thesis on it. Like yeah. that's the thing because you know and because you've been a victim of it. It's like this comedy, when I say it's for hot girls, it's for all girls. We're all fucking hot. We just have to fucking believe it. And that's why I don't want anybody to – come and tell me that I'm, you know, bringing down women or whatever. It's like, please, like, I honestly, the last thing I'll do is make fun of other women. It's satirical. It's it's fucking satirical. It's satire. It's satire. And people aren't smart enough and people hate tall poppies in Australia too. So it's hard to be us, Joel. It is hard to be so hot, funny and smart. It is. It is. 
just the way that we've been conditioned as women. We've literally been conditioned yeah, to think this way. Yeah, we're always competing. And I'm like, you are actually, you're yes. not my competitor. You're my friend's friend. Let's be friends. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What are we competing for? This is the thing as well, I think. And I'm like, I, I still get insecure. Like, I follow people on Instagram and I'm like, they're so hot. And like recently I was nuts. I was having like a bad time with like dating. Like I had like a few things that were just like fucking me up. I was following girls, literally like women in America, like people that would never, ever meet the people that I'm, like I'm like hurt by right, but I was like, bet he'd like to fuck her, and I'd have to like mute them. Yeah, but that's what we do. And then I'd be like, babe, <laughs> let's take it. You like you follow these people because they're funny and their content's good and they and you like their like or like whatever their fucking quotes like their podcasts or whatever. And I like had to take and it's me like who fucking preaches their friends about this stuff. But it is hard to untrain your brain, particularly when you're – and the thing is that comes up for me when I'm in a state of insecurity in general. And I think we're not competing. It's not like you're dating the guy that I'm upset about. Like, we're not competing at all. You don't know the person. <laughs> like, you have no idea. Like, we're not competing for a job or a man or anything. We can all exist and have this abundance. That's what I think is is so important for us to all understand as women when it comes to any industry, any, you know, friendship group, line of work, whatever. Like it's just a a thing that we've literally just trained our brains or we've been told a patriarchal society, our internalized misogyny comes out and I still do it. And there's moments where I'm like, oh God, why was I booked on that bill? And they've got that girl on that lineup or that acting job and, da, da, da. and it's like, we can all coexist. And that's what I think is so important especially when I've had, this has happened actually, one of my, um, it was the Mandy video, babe. On the Mandy video, I had this idiot from The Bachelor in Paradise, I think. <gasps> um, I can't remember his name. <gasps> get it up, get it up, get it up, get it up. You probably you probably know him. I feel bad because I'm like, <gasps> Jules. Jules. <laughs> Jules Bourne, I think his name is. Get it up. I feel bad because I he did apologise, but he tr- he commented, I don't give a fuck if you apologise. You had weird intentions to start with. You only apologised you were called out. You know, thank you, thank you. Thank you. You're right. I'm, I love how me trying to preach all this and I'm like, actually, I think because I also like, I don't want to get into beef. Fuck, we get into enough beef, Abby. I beef lives, everyone on the internet. Babe, proud of you. This is why we're going to be best friends. Okay, so he commented on my video on Mandy and literally commented this. This is very dot, 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 like ellipses. We love Michelle Moore, big love, and tagged a female comic from Australia, Michelle Brazer. What? Or Brazier. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name properly. But Eloise, there's only room for one female comedian in Australia, just so you're aware. There's room for one. Literally, Abby. And then I was like, is this really happening on my page from a straight white guy? And I literally commented back saying- Wait, guys, I thought he meant Michelle Pfeiffer for a moment. No, 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 no. (laughs) Honestly, this is me going- he mistook me for Michelle. Yeah, so then I replied saying, is this you pitting female comics against each other in 2021? Haha, <laughs> I hope not. Then I posted on my story and I said, ew, not a straight white guy commenting on this on my video as if it's 1999. Vomit, vomit, vomit emoji. Yuck. Yep, fair enough. The three vomit emojis was fair enough. Oh, it had to do three, doll. True. Then I wrote a little, um, look at me, like so, oh, like this is serious, you know, like this is where it gets, this is me. She's, She's got Times she- New Roman out. Times New Roman is... <laughs> She's got a note screenshot with like fucking, yeah. A paragraph for angry thumbs. For fuck's sake, straight men will do whatever it takes to make sure women are in competition with each other because heaven forbid we all coexist in an industry that's been male-dominated, treated women like shit for so long. Sucks for them though. I don't hate other female comedians or actors because they have the same career path as me because I'm not a fucking idiot. Night, X. Yeah, thank you. He was in shock. He didn't understand. People started to come for him. Whoops. Um, he goes. Why was he in shock? 
he goes, Jesus, dude, I'm merely saying the likeness and commonality between comedic delivery style is something I am admiring. And I was like, but that's not what you said, doll. And he said, hey, dude, DM me and we can resolve this. Don't want to upset anyone. Apologies that I have. And I was like, you knew exactly what you were doing. Can we pause? Can we pause? I, when, whenever men get called out on a public forum, they go, why are you making this public? You commented publicly. Literally, Abby, I will never get over that guy that did that story and tagged you. I'm sorry, but that was insane. So for context, a man tagged me in a story and said, do you hate Abby Chatfield? <laughs> do you hate her content? Yes or no? Poll. Hey, vote in this poll. Do you hate this girl that I actually don't know? Yeah, tagged me. Tags you. Tags you publicly. And they go, whoa, whoa, you crazy bitch. Why are you making this? Why are you posting about this? She's so unhinged. Because you came for me. He commented on a public forum and he's like, whoa, dude, calm down. You're being nuts. You gaslighting prick. Sorry, Jules, haven't met you. I have no allegiance to you, doll. Different seasons. No, babe, honestly, these gaslighters will make me sc- like. Honestly, are making me scream. He also commented, he's like, "I think your comedy is really funny." He's like, "Okay, cool, cancel me and be done with it." Dot 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 dot. So many ellipses. I'm like, "What's with the ellipses, doll?" He's like, "Your comedy is funny. Your comedy is funny." Just to double check that everybody knows publicly. Then he DM'd me. And I couldn't stop laughing. He was like, g'day, dude. Just wanted to reach out and start in an apologetic tone. I commented on your video and I think I have really miscommunicated my intent. I want to clearly say that I admire your character, the angle. Like he's talking shit out of his ass. But he said, I like this female comedian better. So what else is it? And tagged her. And tagged her. And Michelle didn't comment on it because I'm sure Michelle was like, what the fuck? Um, mm. Then um, I said, hey, dude, because he called me dude. And I went, okay, you want to call me dude? All right. Hey, dude. Here we go, dude. Um, thanks for reaching out and apologizing. My advice would be to choose your words better next time. Don't come for a comedian. You'll never win. No hard feelings. X. Then he couldn't True. stop. Smarter and funnier. Oh, couldn't stop himself though. Like could have just left it there. No, not not Jules Born. Born to be a pain in my ass. Um, from your point, he goes. From your point of view, please tell me how I came at you. In, quote, in quotation marks, he goes, I am saying this as honestly as, as possible. And I was like, you literally commented that another co- female comedian was better than me. And that's totally fine if you have that opinion. No, it's on my video. It's like comment that on her video doll that she, you think she's great. Like, I think Michelle is incredible. I think she's an incredible comedian and so talented. But also it was like, are you really trying to do this on my page? I have no idea who you are. Anyway, it was insane. It was insane. And he was like, oh, sorry, 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 like backpedaling. I was like, why are you trying to gaslight me? I'm not on the Bachelor in Paradise doll. <laughs> I'm not waiting for a rose doll. I don't need I'm it. I'm not waiting for a rose. I don't need to be gaslighted. These guys work overtime, babe. <laughs> it's fucked up. So, <laughs> so obviously let's get on to the other being a woman in comedy because I feel like that's a huge thing in Australia. Oh, I guess in the work in, in comedy in general, but I think particularly in Australia, there's only room for one female comic. And I think you also always are a female comic. You're never just a you're never just a comic, right? Like Exactly. Yeah. What are the biggest I mean, like tell me some stories, bitch, is what I'm asking. Oh, babe. The, honestly, there's so many stories. That the fact that like I think as as a woman in comedy, you're constantly compared or to other women. You're honestly sometimes, especially when I was back in Perth, you'll be like the only woman on a lineup, which is fine, but it's kind of that whole thing of do I say something? Do I not say something? 
It's also like the treatment that you get as well. Like obviously we have twice as hard a job to prove to people, even when we're on stage, people already assume that women aren't funny. We're we're trying to prove that we're funny on stage. We're trying to like, I don't know. But women are women are funny. They are. When you commented that on the video when you posted it, Abby, I was like, oh, thank God Abby can just say it and hopefully people also believe you because it's just like I'm sick of this fucking narrative. I'm sick of it. But the thing is, probably because I am woman raised by women, I think women are fucking funny, right? Where it's like, I don't think men are fucking funny. To go to a male, like, to see it, like, Joel Creasy is fucking hilarious. But he's also a gay man who, like, is speaking to queer references, right? Like, he's fucking, and Joel Creasy is a fucking very prominent comedian, right? Of course he's fucking funny. But, like, I'm not watching Netflix specials of random straight male comedians for funsies. You know what I mean? No, like, no, no. I'm And there are some them. great comedians that are straight white guys. I know them and I and I know some that I've, I've grown up watching that I love and stuff. But I'm like, I'm sorry, but I can't get over this whole, like, oh, come on. Like, we all have to do it. Like, literally my closer for my set is me saying, like, all these male comedians keep telling me comedy is really hard. I'm like, is it? <laughs> I'm like, what's so hard about it? I'm like, maybe you're really bad at it. And I'm like, there's just way too many. I'm like, literally, like, sorry, but you're not all going to make it. (laughs) Sorry, there's way too many white straight guys doing comedy. You're not all going to make it. It's like World War One, except you don't have to do this. It's World War One. It's literally like these guys think that it's their job. They think that they're in the draft. And that's the thing is, obviously, you do comedy (laughs) for fun, but there's these guys. There's these guys. Sorry, Elise, I didn't mean to make you cry. (laughs) Her great grandparents died in the war. Oh my god! No, it gets so. Honestly, that joke gets such a mixed response. But literally, my my point is though, Abby, is it's like that whole thing of there is some great like comedians, but I think like finally, when it comes to comedy, acting, anything in the world, these white straight guys have to be really fucking good because and they complain about it though. They're upset about it because they go, I wasn't on this list because I because I'm not a, I'm I'm too white. It's like, yeah, because you've had an easy route for the past mm, 120 years. I'm sure me making a timeline for stand-up comedy being a thing. Hundred apparently 1900 was the year that it started. <laughs> That's when it began. First stand-up walking out with that old reel. Hey, Ali. Um, but I mean, like, it started recreated in 1900s by <laughs> a man called Jerry Seinfeld. Like you know, like literally back in the day. <laughs> But but the, but the, but the thing is these <laughs> these these fucking men men I don't find them funny and I'm not going to say they aren't funny I think they are funny to other men who are in there they have their same lived experience honestly I would say eighty percent of women that I know are so funny they make me like cackle on the like they make me like they'll say one line is dry and just make me fucking cry of laughter like that video of you and all the gals we were crying the whole time like it's just crying and I posted it being like because it was so bad or (laughs) she got me again she got me again (laughs) she's coming for she's mad about the war mad about the war still mad about the war still babe sorry I want to say I'm so sorry to all the fans of the war Um, um, <laughs> oh, it just froze. It just froze. The camera just froze. And I went, Is everyone there? And I was like, this going, my, my joke did not land. I'm so sorry. Um, that's so funny. I 
I actually don't understand this because I like I've seen I went to Edinburgh Fringe um like oh, a few wow. years ago. Oh my god, I'm so in, jealous. I'd oh, love to go. So fun. And I saw as many female comedians as I could, and all of them were fucking knee slapper fucking like I was into just random female comedians and then I saw like some Australians and they were good but like some Australian men they, they were really good I saw Reese Nicholson obsessed with him oh he's incredible so he was I went actually there to see him perform cute for me I got a train from Glasgow to Edinburgh to see him anyway <gasps> um, I know obsessed with him but but um but like the female comedians I could, I know I could go into any show and understand, but it also isn't like they're making jokes about parents. It's like they're just genuinely. I think women have to exist in the world with an emotional intelligence much higher than men because we're expected to understand everyone's emotions around us, and that makes for good comedy. You can observe situations and understand how people would react, totally. and therefore you're fucking funnier. You're a funny bitch. If anyone comes to me, I swear to fucking god, this video, it's proof. It's like should be in a museum. This video of you pour on Zoom. I love honestly, bless you, Millie. You're Oh, you're so good, Janine. Made me nipples hard. You're so good, Janine. You're so I've now nearly lost my accent this then, see? I'm like actually an accent aficionado, but South African was always my worst. And now I'm like, I have to be, I'm getting better at every every time I do a Mandy video. There's more to come, I promise. But no, but it's so true about um, when it comes to females doing comedy. It's like, we've literally been told for so long that like women aren't funny and stuff. And it's like, I honestly didn't think I could do comedy until I found these amazing female comedians. Um you know, online or in person and just be like, I could fucking do this. And it's amazing. Like we need more female voices and diverse voices because I think it's so important. And I think, look, if you deserve to be doing comedy, you'll make it because you will do the hard work and you won't have to sit there going like, well, it's, you know, it's not made for, for the weak hearted. Like it's really, really hard. And I know a lot of women that have walked away because they're like, I can't handle it. And that's totally fine. I know for me, there's moments where I've gone, I don't know if I can handle getting heckled every time I go out on stage. Cause like guys have never seen what a nipples in a dress before or something, some bullshit. Like they Google it every night, but they can't see it. Oh, you know why? Because it's your decision because they've seen you aren't wearing a bra and then she should have worn a fucking bra so that oh, I can't totally. see tiny little jelly beans in her top. There's a lot of stories. Like there's a lot of stories about um, – and every female comedian will have some stories like this that have almost made them quit because it's it's almost just like, well, that's the game and it's sort of like, no, it's not. It doesn't have to be shouldn't the game. Be. It's like we need to have security at venues. Like I shouldn't have to feel unsafe on stage. Like especially when I've been performing and there's been hecklers, I've, you know, learnt little things to say and do to get them off, you know, to get them to shut up. But when they don't, like, God, it's it's been traumatising sometimes and to get back up again, it's like, God, do I really want to go through this? Like because – unfortunately people are really stupid and they don't get what what I'm doing or any female comic like people will just be like uh you know it's 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 hard you'll you'll have moments where you'll bomb and you'll be like oh god I really don't want to do this and it has nothing to do with whether you're a guy or a girl everybody has those moments but yeah I think being a woman in comedy though we've had to overcome so much and to get to this point but we have still have so much to go you know there's like one woman on every lineup, like one, if we're, if we're lucky. I find it wild when there's also like a lot of white women will be like, oh, come on, we need more. It's like we don't just need more white women. We, we need women, we need women of colour. You know, di- women of colour. We need diversity. Disabled we need, um, we, you we, know. Oh, we do. We need everybody to be, to, to be welcome. And the thing is I've said this before and I kind of – 
I don't know if, if – I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, but there were moments where I, when I would do all-female lineups and I would be sort of angry because I'd be like, oh, we shouldn't have to do this. We should be welcome and it shouldn't. we shouldn't have to just go. But I understand that for a lot of women, this is the only space that they feel safe and especially if they're, you know, of colour or, you know, queer. And I think that for them they want to know that the audience is actually going to get what they're saying. And I've definitely grown to love performing at female um, crowds, but I used to be like, oh, God, all the women are going to hate me because I don't get my persona. It's like, no, I need to know that women are just as smart and able to get it. I think I also what I preferred was my character, my persona in contrast to the male comedians is so funny to sort of – because I do point to them and go – like maybe you guys should quit like you know because for me it's like I'm I'm anti-comedy I'm taking the piss out of the whole world and I, I I love that contrast of sort of being like come on you guys better be just as good as me if you think you're supposed to be here you know yeah yeah, there's some hot, some hot com- the what Australia's first hot comedian. I was going to say with the female line, I think maybe is is part of the issue. Do you think that women don't? As don't go to comedy shows as much because we think it's going to be male comedians. Therefore, it, like I like if I'm going to a random comedy lineup and I see like John Smith, Martin Smiley, I was about to say. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? If, but if I'm seeing all male names, I'm I'm like, am I gonna laugh at this or is it gonna be jokes about rape? Like, am I gonna go? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People almost get like scared. Like, I don't really do a lot of dirty jokes. Like, some of my jokes maybe would be classified as dirty, but I know that people kind of freak out about that. They're like, oh, women just talk about, you know, sex and stuff on stage. It's a bit like, and it's like, I'm sorry, but what do men talk about on stage? What? Fucking the same shit, but it's different. What? Because they used to be a lawyer? Get fucked. Like, I just feel like it's it's groundbreaking. It's frustrating. Oh, it's groundbreaking stuff. It's even like when the lockdown, the amount of times I've seen comedians, and look, some of them are friends, some of them not, but I love laugh so much at who makes content when people made the the videos um about the protest because some people were like are you going to do a mandy video about the protest and i was like so many people take news stories and they'll just run and it's like make content and it's like come on we've got to be a little bit more i saw twenty thousand videos of people being the horse that got punched at the rally yeah. and i went 20 more of these i'm yeah, okay really the whole tiktok feed for you page is just a horse pass you, you can give up doll you can give up comedy. It's okay. <laughs> you don't all have to do it. Oh, my God. It's so sad. But we need to all see Eloise perform after this. Maybe we should have like a it's a lot cross Eloise moment. Please, I would fun. love that, babe. It would be so fun and we can get some of the best female comedians. I mean, slash, there's so many good ones. It'd be great. We should definitely do it. I want you and the other mums to have a live show. I would fucking, I literally, my, my nipples would be so hard. Okay, that's happening. You have no idea. Oh, my God. It's horrible. I can't believe you did that. What the fuck? Would you mind just not going out with him again? Um, okay, so usually on the podcast, we either have a nightmare fuel segment where we play you one or you bring me one. Do you have a nightmare fuel of a bad sex, dating, comedy, any any story that you have, I want to hear there's a bitch. so many, but I feel like this one you'll probably, when I say enjoy, it's like I think back now and I'm like, whew, but I, I laugh, but at the time, oh, I did not laugh. Um, 
It's I'll, I'll do a comedy one because I feel like it's within the it teams with the theme. Yeah. Um, but I was back in Perth. I'd only done about three gigs, and I thought I was the fucking queen of comedy. Like I thought I'd always wanted to do stand up. I was like, wow, I'm literally the funniest person in the world. I think she's Ellen. The, I thought I was Ellen. Yeah. Um, Amy Schumer, look out. Um, it was like fourth or fifth gig ever, and I got it was at the Perth Fringe, and I know these guys that run this night, and they asked me if I wanted to be a part of it, it was called the comedy striptease. And the premise of the show was five comedians get up and whoever bombs has to strip. But I was assured that I wouldn't have to strip because girls never have to strip. Like you'll be fine. Like girls have never bombed. You'll be sweet. So I was like, well, I won't bomb. Also, funny, but girls never bombed. Yeah. 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 This is me. Sorry, this doesn't add up. But I was like, true. Like I am probably the funniest person in Perth right now. It was at this pub, a pub in the middle of Northbridge. I don't know if you've been to Perth before, Abby. But I have like, been to Perth. Yeah. So it's like it was a bit – It's when I say dodgy, it's like it's just like a, a like a dirty pub. Like the bird upstairs. Pub. Yeah. Yeah. And um, in the middle of the city. And, um, the best palmy in Perth. Like they had the best food for some weird reason. Yeah. And everything smells like wet beer. And you're like, what's going on? Like and wet piss. carpet. Yeah. 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 Like, and oh. you're like, but the palmy is great, very crispy. It's weird. Yeah, they've yeah. got a live band on Saturdays, which goes off. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I went up to do the gig and I was like, I'm ready, da, da, da. And I had never bombed before. And just so everyone knows, when you do comedy, every joke you've seen a comedian do has bombed at least once. Like everyone's bombed. I hadn't. So I thought I was fine. I get up. I do my jokes. Imagine a room full of people not getting, when I walk on stage, I'm like, um, yeah, so as you can tell, I'm an um, I'm an accountant, and everyone's like, and I'm like, I'm actually an actress, da da da. Like, and people are going, don't get it. And I sort of say things like, you know, actress is actually the Latin word for insecure waitress. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I they're going. That someone told me that the other day, and they kind of went, oh. And then I went, but, you know, being a waitress isn't too bad. It's kind of like stand up. You know, you get to talk to people that you'd never talk to in real life. And then I point to people in the crowd and say, like, I would never talk to you. <laughs> And, like, that's the persona. People were looking at me like I was the devil. And then I did my whole set. Babe, I had – you know what I was wearing? It was, like, a little crop top and jeans. I had my period as well. So get ready for this. Feminine energy. I thought, okay, okay, I'm – that didn't go well, but I got off stage and I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Then the other guys get on stage, do the most racist, homophobic jokes. It was two more acts. They – got rounds of applause, cackling laughter. Like it was – the crowd was roaring. I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Then it's like, okay, well, Eloise, you have to get up and strip. And I went, what? No. Like I'm probably wearing a pad doll. Like do you know what I mean? Like I was going – and also, you know what was even worse is the the nightmare for me was I had no one there to sort of be like, hey – don't worry about it. We'll just get one of the guys to strip. That's that's all what I needed. Why wouldn't they do that? Well, the guy who was running the night wasn't there. The MC was like just a friend of theirs and he was like, come on, get on stage. And I remember when I did it, I had like, luckily I was wearing a bra because I don't really wear bras at the moment anymore. Mm. But I was wearing a bra. I remember they put on the music and I was like, well, fuck it. Like I'm a dancer. I remember I had a, um, I was doing a cabaret show at the time for Fringe and I would wear lingerie on stage and it was burlesque cabaret kind of stuff. But it's very different when you do that kind of performing. Like we are wearing makeup all, all over our bodies if we can. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're wearing three pairs of underwear. Like you're making sure that everything's in place. But also the audience sound disgusting. So it's like you know that you're 
they hated you. And also, you know that it's probably disgusting, sexist, gross yeah. men sitting Even at the the pub. women were looking at me like I was literally evil to the point where it was like, it, it just this was, it was, this is where it became like a nightmare. I went on stage, they put on like Pony by Genuine or whatever. And I was like, sort of dancing around. I remember the MC was like, oh, do you want me to come up on stage with you? And I was like, yeah, can you? Like, you know, I took off my top. I was wearing my bra and I sort of, the crowd, like, can you imagine a group of people who hates you already watching you strip and reacting just like this? It was like silence. It was fucking traumatizing. (gasps) I took off my top. The MC goes, is that it? And I go, what do you fucking mean? He goes, are you going to take off your pants? I'm the only girl on the lineup. And I was like, I'm not taking off my fucking pants. I was like, are you joking? I think I like maybe I literally like stormed off the stage. And I, five gigs in, by the way, babe, I five gigs. So I literally had done comedy five times. And then the thing is, I kind of remember posting about this on my story when I sort of like relived it and was talking about the mistreatment of women in comedy. But it was the fact that it was like no one could think about if they were in my position because these men, they talk off their shirt. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? For me, it was like imagine this crowd who hates me already watching me and just being like now we like even just looking at me like I was a piece of absolute shit. Wow. I remember getting off stage and I was so – I was pretty distraught and I remember they like even it was almost like if I didn't get up on stage, people were like, why don't you just leave? It's like then I'm a bad sport. Then I'm Then you're the sook, then you're the feminist, like and then also you wouldn't get booked again, right? Maybe there's, no, there's that's a chance. What you, that's what you think, right? You go, I'm not gonna get booked, I've got to play the game. I remember just going to my car and just bawling my eyes out. And I, I don't wanna like blame the guys who run the night because they obviously were just too stupid to to realize that this could happen. It's like, you shouldn't, they're like, a, a girl's never bombed. Like, what a glorious bomb. And it was sort of just like, you like you do realize this is a really, really stupid concept, an unsafe concept for a woman to be a part of. And then I remember talking to a female comic after and she was like, oh, well, when I do it, you know, um, I always make like a little, I do like a joke strip tease or whatever. And I was like, so I literally went in just blind and I'm an idiot for thinking that I wouldn't be put in that position, but I trusted their word. Oh, and that's what's wild is it's like this happens even – this is what I forgot to mention before. As a woman in comedy, this happens where it's sort of like this – you have to message other women that are on have been on shows that you've done and stuff just to make sure that there's no creeps on the lineup. You'll get DMs if you're on a lineup with a creep. You'll get DMs straight away. Be careful of him. Men in comedy. Babe, there's some of them on TV that have sexually assaulted women or raped yeah. women that are on fucking TV still to this day, and it makes me sick. And it's like not just comedy, it's acting. It's any industry, but it's like – why are we giving these guys a platform and paying them? Do you know what I mean? Things, you know what's interesting? The worst thing a woman can do with fame is know that she's smart, hot, and funny. And the worst thing a man can do is rape people and they're still on TV. Babe, literally. Like women, Thank you. Oh, we, fucking, we fucking hate her because she knows. Like, who's a maligned woman? Like, people hate Anne Hathaway for some weird people fucking reason. People hate Anne Hathaway. People hate Amy Schumer, actually, which is wild at the moment. Right? I think she's one of the funniest comedians ever. She's great, right? Hate her. But but people who literally rape women, drug and rape women, these men are like, they're fucking lying. They're like, Bill Cosby, let him out, please. Yeah. It's like, we know that he did that to multiple women and you're just going to let him, what, do a show? I'm like, please. It's honestly wild because it's honestly like, oh, your word against mine. It's like, I'm sorry, but these women are not trying to get fame by telling their stories. What do they get out of this? They literally are doing the worst thing that they could possibly do to their careers 
but yet they're still trying to say something to protect other women. And that's what's wild to me. You it's know? also interesting in media, like being in media, there are certain men that you are told to be careful around or told to not go on. And I, my managers are really great in that they don't even like get me anywhere. Like there's no, the Venn diagram is complete. Like it's nowhere near. Like I would never fucking be near anyone awful. But there are people that everyone knows oh, are yeah. awful, whether, whether they're just dickheads or generally sexist or they are raping people or sexually assaulting people. We all know. Babe, we know. We have a list. No repercussions because if anyone came out, because if you came out, defamation. Defamation. She's lying. She's fucking crazy. She wants, she's like, oh, she's an aspiring comedian. Oh, she, oh, she wants attention. She wants to get the media coverage. Honestly, no, and that's what I think is wild. It's like, why would anyone want a coverage like coverage of this? It's like this is something that is so brutal for survivors to even come out, victims to come out about this is to re to relive that traumatic experience. And it just is wild that people don't want to believe women, and then also want to demit like to sort of say that they're doing it for fame. It's just like, I'm sorry, but why? How is that help? Do you know? Do you know all their names? Do you? Do you know all the names of all the girls that have been? You know assaulted by no i don't i would i would hope this wouldn't happen but if something happened to one of us in our careers and we came out we would probably be seen by higher ups as like troublemakers it wouldn't i would be scared of that i mean i don't know if that's true but like for me i would be scared to say anything yeah if i was assaulted on set i'd be like i'm not gonna fucking say anything because the like i don't know what the i know other people or the crew are gonna think of me for like a huge part of being in media and and comedy is like networking and being friends with all the crew and everyone on set and also agents and other and other comedians and other like podcasters or like influencers it's happened in acting world for me as well babe honestly i've had guys who have come up to me after i've done like a play and they want to work with me it turns out like a month later it was like that was the dodgiest thing that's probably ever happened and I'm getting messages from people going, be careful about those guys because I saw me in a recording studio with them yeah. and I freaked the fuck out. And as soon as I tried to pull away, babe, as soon as I tried to pull away, they were, fuck, we'll never forget this, da 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 um, You can forget about working in this industry ever again. They love to use that shit. And it's like, doll, I'm not playing this fucking game that you've played with multiple women. And that's why Me Too is so important. I hate that people try to diminish it. And I think it's so important that we – you know, don't don't let people diminish it. Exactly. And to have any weight, you need to have like 10 plus accusers as though one person getting raped isn't enough for you to lose your fucking career. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't have a fucking career. If you've hit one person or you've raped one person, you probably shouldn't have a fucking career. But at the end of the day, you wore fire high boots and no bra, so. Yeah, oh, babe, look, I'm asking for it. Yeah, she wants it and she's dumb. And my, she's on a I, I, I don't know if you've seen my other joke, but it's on my page as well where I'm saying it's like, I mean, it doesn't really matter what it works. At the end of the day, men will literally fuck a table. So, yeah, <laughs> a picnic table where the umbrella goes. Um, I fucking love you. I wish we could have a wine. I'm Devo. And I also want to talk to you another hour, but like, this is probably going to be a nightmare to edit because we're just. Poor Elise. Sorry, Elise. Sorry. Poor Elise. But can you plug your shit? Oh, babe. Um, so you can find me at Weezer Squeezer on the Instagrams. Um, or most of my content is on there. And I'm also on Twitter at Hot Smart Funny. Oh, how perfect is that? We and, love um, that. We love that. And yeah, I mean, you know, that's basically it for me. Um, hopefully we'll have some, unfortunately Sydney Fringe has been cancelled, but hopefully we'll have some shows for you guys coming up very soon after the lockdown. I'm praying. That babe, we I'll can be have there. Some. I'll be fucking yes. there Instagramming, pissing myself, laughing, trying not to laugh too. <laughs> 
much to ruin the vibe, but I'll be You're, so excited. No, babe, the more the better. I love it. Thanks, The honey. more laughing, the better. The more joy in the world yes. that I bring, the better. The better. We love it. Thank you so much for coming on. You're gorgeous, gorgeous oh, thing. Babe, you are. You're an absolute star. Thank you for having me. Oh, no worries.